0: loved ones while rewarding and something that a lot of us do out of love and selflessness and respect for those that we care for, it can be exhausting. And when it comes to children, you know, they say it takes a village. Uh, But that's true if you're caring for elderly loved ones as well. You need time to rest and recharge, just like uh, you know, a job. You need time off in order to perform at your best. And that's why a respite care plan is vital to success in caring for loved ones. The importance of and need for respite care plans is what we discuss today on the best kept secrets of caregiving. This is the Best Kept Secrets of Caregiving on the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center. Whether you're caring for your elderly parents or raising your grandchildren, life can seem overwhelming at times. Join Marsha Lee and the Upper Cumberland Development District as they help you make sense of it all as a caregiver. Resources, advice, and more starts now. Today we're discussing respite care plans uh, and how you can formulate them, how you can be successful in doing uh, these plans, and how they can help you more successfully uh, do the job that you're doing when it comes to caring for loved ones, whether it's children, uh, as in your grandchildren, or your parents, elderly loved ones. It's important to have a plan so that you can succeed and that you can... Take the time you need to get the rest you need to work and perform at your best. I'm Marsha Lee. Joining me today for the best kept secrets of caregiving, Claire Farless with the Upper Cumberland Development District. Claire, thanks for joining me. I I know that you have a lot of experience in helping teach folks the right ways, not just to provide care, but to care for self care as well. And that's part of what respite care plans are about is taking care of yourself.
1: Absolutely. It's important to us as caregivers to take care of ourselves because we're the only ones that are going to look out for ourselves. And in order to be there for our loved one, we've got to put that same effort in taking care of them
0: into taking care of ourselves. If, you, if you're if you not at your best, you can't possibly give your best
1: <laughs> absolutely and you know and we've heard it for years that the analogy of using the mask from an airplane when it drops you've got to put on that mask first before you can take care of the person next to you and the same thing with caregiving regardless of the
0: ages from small to to seniors it's you've got to take care of yourself and part of that i guess uh is knowing your needs and the needs of the person or persons that you're caring for. Right,
1: absolutely, and so creating a, a respite care plan, um, this can be titled an action plan, uh, but you can Google several different models, and that's what I did to come up with some uh, some great talking points on this. But the Family Care Alliance has great information, and I've sent you a link to so we can link that to our podcast for this information. But they have seven, or excuse me, eight steps to creating a, a great plan. And one of them, like you said, is knowing your needs. So you need to sit down and just like we would do a a pros and con list, we need to sit down and say what I need, what they need and go through it and see what and put it in order of which one is the most important. Because in those times when I'm stressed, I can't go through thinking, oh, I need milk
0: from the grocery store when I'm having to figure out, you know, who's going to pick up my child, my grandchild because I'm stuck at work exactly you know so having
1: that so having those needs met so you know one of the things that later on our, our list that, that I have on here is like what they call a pinch hitter who can I call in that in that time so you know th- those are very important so the po- most important thing in, in doing your respite care plan uh, know your needs and theirs um, compile uh, like I said or, Compile a list of pinch hitters. So, who can help me? Is it my neighbor? Na- is it my
0: neighbor that that is picking up her grandson? Anyways, you know. Is and it- what I discovered uh, in just in being a single parent mm-hmm. as a, a caregiver and in caring for my elderly parents, what I discovered uh, is that. Sometimes those pinch hitters come from the most unlikely places. Yes. They, they are the, the people that you would think that would be your first people to call in <laughs> case you needed backup support immediately. Sometimes turn out to not be the ones that you, that you yeah. can rely the most on, yeah. unfortunately,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, I taught us a, a class once called a reverse care uh, care list, and basically that's every time someone comes to you and say, "Hey, is there anything that I could ever do for you? Let me know." Well, on that you start putting them down as a list, and because I like to think that most people want to help, um, but the way to test that is you have them on your list and you call on them, and if they don't want, to, if they can't help, then you mark them off, and that's your reverse care uh, list, your re- reverse gift list, and that's a perfect way to do this, and that's also gets your list of pitch hitters who can you call.
0: And I think that people also need to try to uh, think outside the box you know when it comes to when it comes to trying to find people that can help because if your your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, if these mm-hmm. are the people that you oh I would call on them, I would call on them, I would call on them what is their how busy is their life? Mm-hmm. And it might not it may very well not be in most cases is most cases probably isn't that they don't want to help, it's a time factor for them as well. And mm-hmm. so Thinking about this list of, of people who could be pinch hitters, you might think, okay, who of my friends doesn't have kids? Who mm-hmm. of my friends only works one job? Who of my friends is retired too? Who, Like you said, who exactly. of my friends or neighbors is picking up their grandchild at the same time? Right. And then trying to... Trying to work those angles mm-hmm. so that you have people there to assist you,
1: absolutely. And also, who has um, you know, teenagers that might be willing to go and help, um, sit for a couple of hours, you know, those kind of things. You know, having those all all thought out ahead of time is very helpful. Just to have that game plan, like this is who I go to. It's like having a Rolodex. Okay, I'm going to start pulling out na- name cards. Who who's it going to be?
0: Well, and and because a lot of times taking on caring. For uh, whether it's grandchildren or or an elderly parent or grandparent, a lot of times that comes without warning. Yes, and so being able to get your bearings enough to say, "Okay, I've got to sit down mm-hmm. and put in some time on the front end." Mm-hmm. To save myself time in the long run. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. And, you know, it, like your list, take a picture of it with your phone and then you go back through. Okay, this has happened. Here's my list. Okay. And then look at your list instead of having to recall the names. Because in those moments of panic, I can't recall anybody's name.
0: <laughs> oh, and certainly not yeah. phone numbers. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, there's no way. I, I mean, I've, I thought I had locked myself out of my house the other day. And I thought to myself, I don't have my phone. And... Oh. I could go across the street and ask to use somebody's phone, but I don't know anybody's number. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's what a new real world problem that we have. None of us can remember numbers anymore.
0: Not.
1: But you know, that being said, what is if a good a good tip would be write your numbers down, put it in the garage. Oh, you did, yeah, you, you know, that in. is so instead of you putting your key out there or, right. maybe, or maybe put your
0: key <laughs> and your, the, a list and out the there. List. But yeah,
1: having a written list somewhere that you can access, you know, technology is great until it's not there. Right. It's kind of like when our, our Internet goes down at work, we're completely immobile. We can't mm-hmm. do anything without it. So yeah. that
0: that is a, not that's that's a great idea, not just for respite care planning, but just in thinking general. ahead in general mm-hmm. to have those lists. Uh, yeah. Kind of the same way that people, you know, that, you know, my mom has a running list of her medications. Yes. And and I know where that is. So if she was rendered incapable of responding, at least I would know yeah. what that is. But having a, a physical copy of important things somewhere is always, I think, a good backup plan. Absolutely. And, and setting these plans and, and trying to work out a system of who you can rely on, especially if... If one child is caring for a parent Mm -hmm. and there are other siblings, um, or if a grandparent is caring for a grandchild and there are other grandparents, it would be a great idea to call a family meeting and have, though those might not be the people that end (laughs) up being there for you as those pinch hitters, at least everyone's informed at least everyone's on the same page
1: yeah absolutely and you know it may be your grandmother on your other side of the family knows of someone that would be would love to help you know maybe needs a little extra money and you don't mind to pay them you know those kind of things but yes a family meeting is always important really you know, hindsight's 2020. If you if you could call a family meeting before anything drastic happens, you know that would be ideal. But we can't. But letting the family know in those moments, uh, you know, here's what's going on. Help me brainstorm and explain because what I'm seeing being so emerged in it may not be what other people are seeing. You know, maybe where I'm focusing on, oh, I've got to get um, equipment into the house. Well, they could be like, oh, no, you, that's your least your worries. You need to make sure you've got people coming into the house first. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's having that different point of view. So um, having a family meeting and having them explain your needs and letting them help you brainstorm and then being flexible. Because just because it's not the answer you want – You know, so it's okay. You've got to be flexible to hear it and not getting upset.
0: Well, and that and it goes the same for the uh, if you are being the caregiver Mm -hmm. and the other people in the family are not providing the care. I think it's important to them to give them a peek behind the curtain so they actually know what you are doing, what all you are doing. If it's if the brunt of the responsibility is on one person, Mm -hmm. then letting them know So that if nothing else, maybe it's an eye open, an awakening for Mm -hmm. them to say, you know, hey, I can't help in this. But can I help in this way?
1: Yes. And there's all different kinds of creative ways. Um, I had a caregiver that work, was working full time and taking care of her loved one. And what she did, she had a sibling that was out of town. And well, that sibling checked in once a week and asked what her needs was. And then she sent out an email blast to family and friends for her her sister. And that way, the sister that was taking, doing the direct care wasn't giving,
0: responsible for getting that message out, Yes, but someone else was aiding and potentially getting her assistance in whatever the need was yes it was like a scheduler for her and it was perfect because she because that
1: sister would always communicate with her and then the sister that would check in would be the one that that arranged the other care and that's perfect and that's something we don't think about you know we think about the hands-on caregiving as being the one in the home you know sweat tears all that Yes, that is a huge part of it. But we don't realize the respite can come in as simple as, yeah, I would love to go to the store for you. Give me your list. I'll go take care of or,
0: it. Or I would love to go to the store. Yeah. Could you come and stay for a an- minute? <laughs> yes, yes, I that, need, too, that too. I, I, I need a break. Yes, I need break. a break. And And even though my break is doing something else that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. It's still something different. Absolutely. And
1: it's... <laughs> well, you know, we, we have a recently uh, I added a caregiver to my, um, to my caseload to do respite care. And she came in and, and uh, talked to me afterwards. She said, I actually feel like I have a life. You know she said she felt like she had a life she said she was able to go to lunch and not have to worry about getting back home to her her husband she said I could, went to lunch with my daughter I felt like a human being again and that's sad because the what the, the value of what she's doing I mean the, well, you can't put a dollar value on what she's doing but just the, the fact that she needed that that help and how relieved she felt so just those couple of hours me you know it may be two hours of inconvenience for us is how we feel like but you don't know the impact Impact that you're making on that caregiver. Well, and,
0: and I mean, I have experienced that myself when my mom, when she finally was able to get the in home services, and it wasn't all on me. Mm-hmm between the in-home services and the fact that you can do grocery pickup at Kroger those two things i'm saying <laughs> yes that is respite in and of itself there you go because then there's someone there that can help her and pick up the groceries yes <laughs> but oh. it's i mean it's just it's a relief to not have to feel like at any moment you would have to shut down everything you're doing in your life and run mm-hmm. to to the aid of someone, it's yeah. it's just such a relief to have that that person there that provides mm-hmm. care, but also gives you a little breathing room. It's the best kept secrets of caregiving. I'm Marsha Lee with Claire Farless of the Upper Cumberland Development District, and we're discussing respite care plans and how important they are. And something else I thought of um, when we we're talking about uh, the person who the sister that did the emailing of mm-hmm. information and how that was. Providing a form of respite to to the caregiver. Yes. um, Is something else that it made me think about is especially when you're dealing with loved ones who are are maybe terminally ill or Mm -hmm. or have been in some sort of tragic accident that has left them in, in a situation where they need, you know, very, very involved hands on care is how exhausting it gets to keep repeating to people the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and this was terrible and this was terrible and it was all bad. And and now I've got to go clean up uh, where an incontinent accident has mm-hmm. happened and then I'll come back and take another phone call. Well, yes, this and th- it gets exhausting and repetitive. And if if someone can help you to re- relay the condition or the yeah. status of someone it's just it's helpful
1: oh yeah absolutely and it, it you know too when you keep asking it's so easy just to finally shut down it's like everything's fine i've got it i rather put energy in figuring out how i'm going to juggle it than tell it sit here and explain to you So that's why calling the family meeting ahead of time and getting this plan prepared ahead of time can help you in those moments of stress. And also, we need to think about utilizing technology. Facebook. Gosh, we're all on Facebook. I mean, even our our seniors are on Facebook. Sure. So, you know, with lady that had the email blast, how about doing a group where it's a closed group of just the people that you know that will help you send a post I'm out of uh, pull-ups. Is there anyone in town that could help me? And pull, Absolutely. You know? And I don't think that that's showing signs of weaknesses or being dependent. It's just knowing that it's it's giving yourself that rest and relying on other people because people want to help, but we just don't know how. When we're looking on the outside looking in, I don't want it to cause you more work. And so I'm going to wait until you ask me, but I don't realize that's that's causing more work on them. You know, one of the worst things that you can really say to a caregiver is, if there's anything I can do, let me know. That's the worst thing. And it's because you're putting the work back on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, once I learned that, I finally have got to where i have like, let me know when I can bring you dinner.
0: Can I bring you dinner? Very specific. Specific. V- very specific mm-hmm. things uh, that meet specific needs that you know people have.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm going to the grocery store. What can I pick up for you? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm bringing over a casserole. Yes. And, and. That, like you said, it takes it takes a load off of the caregiver Mm -hmm. because they're not having to make a decision or feel like they're putting someone out. Yeah. Even though one of the greatest strengths that I think a person can have is knowing their limits, Mm -hmm. recognizing them and raising their hand. Right. That's something that's real hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's real hard to admit that. And it's 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 not really i don't think as much about feeling like it's a weakness but not wanting to feel like a burden
1: exactly caregiver burden goes both ways from the burden they feel from taking care of the loved one to them feeling like they're putting a burden on their on their loved ones so the caregiver
0: and then the and then the the person being cared for yeah uh, i don't know if it's so much that way if it's a grandchild situation but certainly with elder care, the the elderly people who are having to be cared for, who were once very productive mm-hmm. and are still fully cognitive, mm-hmm. I cannot, it almost makes me cry. It, it almost makes me cry to think, because I think about my dad yeah, and how his body physically wore out far before, and his mind never did. Mm -hmm. And knowing how active he had been and knowing how he had never asked Mm -hmm. for help, knowing that he had to feel like an incredible burden. Yeah. And stress, I think, will sometimes cause us, even as caregivers, to project that. Mm -hmm. Because, I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. You want another sweet tea? Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) So, I mean, this respite care plan, I think, Mm -hmm. is is as much for the person providing the care as i think it's as much for them as the person being cared for
1: oh absolutely it it goes both both ways it's just kind of like when you think about driving a bus the caregiver is the driver on the on the school bus and you have your care your care recipient and then you have everyone else that's helping you make that bus go around you know it's a it's a it's a great thing to have that team
0: but uh certainly making uh, cal once you set up this system with the people that are willing to help and i think the more specific don't you think the more specific you can get to yes. y- the the better so Absolutely. it's not there's not it's not a gray area it's not a well i could maybe do this but mm-hmm. a specific person with a specific role i think your success rate is going to be way more likely.
1: Absolutely. And it basically, you know how we pledge, we make a pledge to donate money to this. We need to make a pledge to donate to our, our caregivers in that way, whether it's the time or money. So let's say you're an out-of-town um, out relative and you've got uh, someone that's sick and you really want to help. Well, what's one of the things that you can do out of town? You're like, oh, I can't do anything. Well, yeah, you could um, mail order them some uh, adult pull-ups. Those things are expensive. Yes. And I'm telling you, they think they will think they won the lottery if they get those in the mail. You know, so at once a month, you know, where you spend $20 to send them a pack of pull-ups, you probably just save that caregiver the thought of, do okay, do I go buy, how much, how much bread and milk can I buy and get her some pull-ups to last a few days? Sure. And I have had caregivers that have sat down. You have and had to juggle a, that. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's very uh, and, sad. And
0: pa- paying for prescription drugs. Oh, I mean, trying to count, ca- trying, mm-hmm. it is... It is like a house of cards mm-hmm. and yes. one thing can make it all fall down.
1: Absolutely. And and that's, but, but you know what? I feel like, um, but when we do our planning ahead, uh, we might have a house of cards, but we've put it together with super glue. So it may lean over, it may fall down, but we can pick it back up a whole lot easier if it's, if, glued, that, if it's glued together right.
0: than if we just stuck it there loosely. If you've got a strong foundation in place. Yeah then it's a lot easier to repair yeah. a, a breach in the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> – I'm crossing my references here. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier to repair a breach in a dam than build a dam. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, something. Sure. Something. Like, we'll I'm go with sure, that. I'm sure. And, <laughs> hey, and it does
1: feel like the floodgates when it, it does. does happen.
0: It absolutely does. And something else that you were talking about out-of-town mm-hmm. people and things that they could do – Now with the grocery delivery services, I know through Walmart and Kroger Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Publix, uh, Amazon, I I mean, with grocery delivery services now, so becoming so uh, numerous and different ways to do that. I mean, that's an incredible help that you, you know, if you're an out of town person and you say, you know, I can't be there, but you tell me what items you need that are purchased every week Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and i will get those sent to you yeah those i you know and it might not be everything but i'm going to take care of these items yeah and that's just a responsible thing to do on the part of a person who is a family member, but not the direct caretaker, exactly or caregiver, I and should say, because so many times
1: I notice that caregivers will not spend their loved ones' money because they're afraid of that medicine that's going to be two hundred dollars, right. you know. So they'll buy all, they'll take on the smaller expenses, not realizing that every time they buy a pack of paper towels, how much that adds up, sure. you know. So um, it can be numerous, but also too, like when you're having that that family meeting, just encouraging questions mm-hmm. and not letting them not not allowing those questions to get to you um so if they ask well i don't understand why why you can't do this (laughs) yeah yeah what else are you doing (laughs) don't automatically get Get defensive yes get defensive and we need to be uh, we need to be um cognizant of our body language and and the the cues we're giving off sure the sitting
0: back with a straight back yeah
1: arms crossed Mm -hmm. and basically be like well you know what i felt the same way until I was in this position and that's what I feel like with caregiving until you have been thrown in the midst
0: of it you do not know what's going and on. And every situation has its own unique set of circumstances Yes,
1: from child to senior it, it's different and this class I've been teaching for some of our college students at the local university I have loved seeing those aha moments with them there and be like oh, oh
0: wow I've got
1: to I've got to know about my mom's Medicare Yes, yes. yes, you do. More importantly, your grandmother is probably the one you need to start with. But yeah, it, I mean, it's just amazing to see those aha moments. So family meetings, because as a college student, wouldn't it be great to say, Hey, listen, I'll pay, even if it like, Hey, we'll give you 10 or $10 an hour to go sit with grandmother for a few hours. So that gets the, 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 the young college student, some extra pocket money. It gets grandma time with their grandson or grandchild. And it's just, it's a win-win in all, in all those ways. Well,
0: well, and and two the the family meeting, I think, is important to encourage these questions and to encourage sharing information. Mm-hmm. For me, I was the only one that knew mm-hmm. anything about what was happening with my mom and dad and the services they were getting, how they were getting them, uh, their care, mm-hmm. the, from balancing their checkbook to making sure their life insurance policies got paid. And I think to myself how important it would have been and probably still is for my family that we would or should have a meeting Mm -hmm. because, I mean, something happens to me. what? Yeah, (laughs) they don't know
1: what's what. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And making sure that people are on the same page and know what all is happening it's really important and now i'm a little stressed because my family
1: does. <laughs> well, and it is hard to like when we think of family too, don't just narrow that down to blood related. you know, i have friends that i consider family. so inviting those close friends too because you know, i know that if any one of my friends had an issue like this, i'd go to them in a heartbeat. but it's just knowing and so you're right, keeping the, keeping everyone in the loop is crucial.
0: It's the best kept secrets of caregiving with the Upper Cumberland Development District. Claire Farless, thank you so much for being with me today. This has been a, a very great discussion. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm always, I always love it. Now, if someone would like more information or to get some help, maybe on how to start planning uh, to make a respite care plan, how could they get that information?
1: Um, well. I've provided a link that uh, that we can link to this podcast, but also mainly just Google. And I know that's such a simple a simple uh, answer, but really there's a lot of great information out there. Family Care Alliance, um, um, AARP has great information. Alzheimer's Tennessee Alzheimer's Association. Um, those are great things. And if they and if you're still struggling, give me a call at the Development District. My number is nine three one. 476-4143, and I'd be happy to, to make an appointment to sit down talk with you in person if you'd prefer a per, one-on-one, and we'll sit down and make up your your care, your care respite care plan uh, together if, if that's what we need to do.
0: Great helpful advice. I'm Marsha Lee. This has been the Best Kept Secrets of Caregiving, helping you know what resources are there and connecting you with the people who can help you utilize them. Thank you for listening to the Best Kept Secrets of Caregiving with Marsha Lee and the Upper Cumberland Development District. Check for new episodes or listen to past episodes on demand in the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center at newstalk 941com